Holy fucking shit, everybody. Welcome to Good Heroin. I'm Dave Ross. This is Good Heroin with Dave Ross. You're listening to Good Heroin with Dave Ross, and I am the host, Dave Ross, of the show Good Heroin with Dave Ross, and I am Dave Ross. That is why I host the show, and it is also why my name is in the title of the show, Good Heroin with Dave Ross. Fuck, dude. I do this show monthly now, and I missed you. I missed it. And I will say that that maybe means I should go back to doing it weekly. Yes, I realize that (laughs) if I missed it fucking immediately. But also, it's just nice to miss things. You know, when you're dating somebody and uh, you want to hang out all the fucking time, but then you can't. You have some days apart and you're like, oh, my God, I miss them. That feeling of missing kind of like lets your brain breathe, lets you feel softer, reminds you of all the things you Uh, love and care for about that person not that you necessarily forget but sometimes you fucking forget you know because they leave the dishes in your sink (laughs) which isn't a euphemism and it's also the place the dishes go and so i that was a bad example listen we're on youtube (laughs) youtube youtube.com slash good heroin can you believe it we got the url guys we did it man Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, I am so excited to be here and doing this that I probably will start doing this more than monthly. And isn't that what it's like to be a fan of mine? Oh, what a journey back and forth between two options over and over again, over and over again, over and over again is uh, the original name for The Hobbit, I think, except Tolkien then sobered up and was like, well, that's stupid. That seems like something some dumbass podcast will host will host will say, well, I think I need to do this monthly so I can just fucking talk right. But anyway, I'm good heroin and this is Dave Ross. And thank you for my host. And I love Lord of the Rings, but you don't know how it's said and neither does he. Listen, I am here to talk to you about Jesus Christ and how he uh, is going to kill Lil Nas X. Let's really get into it. If you make a music video in which you give a lap dance to the devil, then that is going to ruin second grade for my child. Everyone on earth is a fucking moron, including me and you. None of us should have any conviction in our opinions because everyone is just just bouncing around inside this like horrifying pinball game of our own mind, constantly projecting feelings from 30 years ago onto things that are happening right now and acting like those strong feelings within us are not only uh, the ultimate morality, but correct. And I just don't think (laughs) just, uh, I just don't think we're fair to each other. I literally haven't even seen the little Nas X video. So fuck me for talking shit about the people that don't like the video. I don't know. Maybe the video is super offensive and evil. But it's also like there's no God and you can believe in God. I love you and I'm happy that you have a relationship 
uh, with something otherworldly. I can feel that human beings connect to one another. I can feel that we relate. I can feel the energy of another person entering the room. I uh, and not in a not in a way not not like with the moon or ghosts or crystals or fucking Aramaic or whatever the fuck, but in like a way where like oh, that guy's pissed. And if I can feel that someone's pissed when they're thirty feet away from me, I understand that there might be more than meets the eye to the world at large. But also, there is no God, and there might be a God. There might be a God, but we don't know that there's a God. And here's my point: I think. If you believe in God, you have to understand the concept of not believing in God. The reason I know that people who believe in God understand that concept is because they say that you have to have faith and faith is in itself a guess. And I know it doesn't feel like a guess because it's like love, it's connection, it's power to you. And that's great. That's wonderful. I respect it. I support it as long as you're not hurting others with it. But, like, come on. You have to know that you're, like, taking a chance. That's what faith is. It's taking a big fucking chance. And so if someone doesn't believe in God, which is very easy uh, for you to understand, since you are taking this leap of faith to your faith, if someone were to not take that leap of faith and they don't believe in that, then they'll have no problem giving a lap dance to the devil who also does not exist. And if you believe in God, you think there's a hell where we get punished? Your God sucks, dude. Your God is mean. That's not nice. We should take care of each other. Why is there a pandemic? Why does no one have housing? Why can no one afford to live? Why can't I do stand-up? Why do I feel alone despite having so much love in my life? Why is my fridge empty? My roommate claims to not eat my food, but I didn't eat any of that food. Why is my cat old and healthy still? Is she going to die someday? Why won't I make my bed? I love you so much I missed this show. I feel like this is a weird episode to show up on. If you've never listened to my podcast before, I have several untreated mental illnesses. I also have several treated mental illnesses. It's possible that um, I, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, word? Uh, uh, dissociate at times and don't notice it. And I think I have ADHD. I have light touches of OCD and I have such panic that that can manifest itself as schizophrenia to those people in the world who don't know what that is and seem to think they don't have anxiety, but they do have anxiety. And you know why I know they have anxiety? Because everyone on planet Earth has anxiety. You have to. You're alive. I have a Patreon. <laughs> it's patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross. Uh, though this podcast is monthly, I still put out uh, weekly episodes of my uh, Patreon solo uh, ranty, yelly, uh, cry into my beer slash uh, celebrate life podcast. It's called Dave Ross is dead weekly episodes on my Patreon. I also put up stand up clips there and I've started doing this thing where I, uh, I put up, uh, graphics, uh, writing recordings, uh, videos, uh, stuff that I made years ago that you can't find on the internet anymore. I've been putting that up on my Patreon. I just put up an 11-minute pilot presentation for a sketch show called Garbage Party that I've never shown anyone. <laughs> so that's there. Uh, I'm having so much fun making shit uh, right now. And a big reason for it is making this show monthly. And again, not because this doesn't bring me joy. Look, look, look at me. It fucking brings me so much joy. I'm having so much fun. But I needed a little bit more breathing room. And I can't recommend that enough. It's so easy especially if you're a creator and there's no like 
uh, uniform, uh, discernible ladder to success, or at least to like making money or getting bigger in what you do a little bit. There's, there's no way of knowing how to do that. And there's no one there in your freelance life to manage your time for you, tell you to quit or to pay you. Even if you have a light week, that's, I think the toughest part. If you have a cubicle job, you got to do your work. Well, and a lot of them you don't, but in the ones where you have to do your work, you could have a week where you don't get a lot done and you're trying and that's fine. You still get that salary. But when you're a freelancer and you get less done that week, you just don't make the money from the stuff you didn't finish. (sighs) So it's hard to manage your own time. And when that's your lifestyle, you can really fucking pile on the stress and you can ask a lot of yourself. You can overschedule especially when you're not, you know, like uh, fully financially stable like me, you feel like you grind and grind and grind and you got to grind more. And eventually from all the grinding, you'll make more money. And then I made my podcast monthly and I'm having a lot more fun making stuff. And I think the stuff is way better. (laughs) So what the fuck? Uh, Listen to me slash do not ever listen to me. Um, Also, I have like a lot going on, so I'm going to try to plug these real quick. If you want merch from me, I have uh, shirts that say I am a truck and I am God in my merch store. Also copies of my albums and my other shit. That's shop.davetotherost.com. And I started like a t-shirt brand, kind of. (laughs) I uh, make these uh, dumb sports logos that say emo shit like, um, do you know a good therapist and help? And also fun shit like I'm a duck and I'm stupid and fuck you, idiot. Uh, (laughs) The brand is called Emo Football. The URL is emo.football. Also, I have a a weekly Tuesday Twitch show with Kyle Ayers, a good buddy of mine who's so funny. Uh, The show is called Awful Level League. We build bad levels and play our friends in them. AwfulLevelLeague.com. That's every Tuesday, 5 p.m. PST. Also, I have another podcast called What's It Called with my good friend Caleb Sinan. Also, I have a Discord server. We've been having a lot of fun in there. Discord.davetotheross.com for an invite that's always open. And info on all that shit, my website, davetotheross.com. I'm not back touring yet, but soon I'm planning it. I'm starting to plan touring for the end of the year. I feel personally for me, I'm just, I don't know. You know, it's tough to know. Things are scary. Who knows if there's going to be more surges or waves and there's vaccines and the world is opening up and that feels good and feels like things are calming down. But I personally am going to default to being extra safe and sort of like really slowly segue back in to uh, doing stand up out in the world. Um, So I'm planning tours for fall and I'm man, even the small actions of like looking at a map fuck it feels good god even though like you know don't want to get too ahead of yourself right because it is still important to stay safe it's really important to stay safe because there are surges in europe and you never know we're not out of the woods yet not everybody is vaccinated some people are still really at risk and so i know i don't want to encourage anyone to just fucking run out there but the feelings of like some people getting vaccinated and 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 uh, and like, you know, spring starting and it being sunny out longer and it being safer to hang out outdoors with people. Oh, man, it feels good. It feel it feels like we're healing. It feels like we're moving toward being past this and 
I'm just so grateful for that. And yeah, again, I'm being cautious, but I don't even know how cautious one should be. That's why I default to being overly cautious or totally cautious. But even then, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like things are getting better, doesn't it? God, that's nice. So happy you're here. Thank you so much for being here with me. I don't remember why I was thinking about um, this the other day, but I, I, God, I was just doing something that reminded me of this. I was on the show or something, but anyway, um, I used to live in Fresno in like a rough neighborhood and, um, I guess that doesn't really matter for the story, but I think that's the reason this happened. I, uh, I lived, it wasn't rough. It was sort of, you know, I mean, you never know. I just lived there and it seemed tough and, uh, there were a lot of bars in the neighborhood and I would, I, uh, get drunk every day because I was 23 and unhappy. And, <laughs> and so I, uh, had a bunch of friends in the neighborhood. I lived nearby after the bar, we would go back to my house a lot. And this one particular night, I brought like 10 people back to my apartment after the bar. So it's like two 30 in the morning. We're there hanging out till like four in the morning. And I'm a gregarious guy. I want to, you know, know people. Also, I'm scared that people hate me. <laughs> so, so I'm always saying hi to people. And if it feels like I haven't connected with someone, especially if it's at my house, I'll say hi to them a few times. Just like, hey, sorry, I forgot your name, that kind of thing. And I know it can be annoying, but I also will maintain that it's nice. I'm being fucking nice. Hello. Oh, forgive me. I got a bad memory. What was your name again? So there was a dude there who I didn't know, a friend of a friend, a, a friend of mine brought this guy. And yeah, he was an angry looking guy, uh, tough, our age in his 20s, but just like furrowed brow, pissed off, just and like sort of like suspicious of where he was, like standing against the wall with a beer. But I figured I would like, you know, bring some kindness and softness. I'll be the one that says hello. And so, you know. When he showed up, I was like, hey, what's your name? We haven't met. And he said, and I forgot. I was like, yeah, oh, cool. I'm Dave. And like an hour went by. We hadn't talked. And I was like, hey, remind me again. I'm sorry, dude. What's your name? And I swear to fucking God, the guy looks at me and goes, this guy's a fucking cop, man. And he said it that way. He said it exactly that way. <laughs> so initially, I thought he was talking about someone else. I was like, who? Because <laughs> he said, this guy's a fucking cop, dude. And like, just staring into my soul said that and i was like there's a cop in my apartment and he, and he was like you man i can fucking smell it man you're a fucking cop and i was like okay so first of all this is the story of the time i shit a whole turd into my pants but also i'm not a cop we are literally doing drugs right now <laughs> there are drugs out do you think how I mean, I realize the cops, uh, you know, have been proven to not be so trustworthy, <laughs> but um, do, uh, to what degree have cops entrapped people in the future where they're like, oh, yeah, come to my house. There's cocaine on the table and uh, I'm doing it. I'm I have it on me. I'm giving it to everyone else. And then I just wait for one <laughs> singular guy to snort it. And I'm like, fellas, get him. Ah, fuck. I don't know. That's probably something people have done. But either way, I'm not a cop. <laughs> I'm not a fucking cop, dude. Uh it was so terrifying. I was, he was just staring right at me. You're a fucking cop. I know it. And I was like, whoa, dude, whoa. And I'm like, 
filled with nerves and I started shaking and I'm like, like truly I was shaking. I was like, ah, I'm not, I, I don't know. What I, I, and he was like, Hey, you fucking are, I can fucking see it, dude. And he starts yelling and his friend ran over and I was like, Whoa, what the fuck are you doing? Dude? He's like, this dude's a cop, man. He's a fucking cop, dude. He just starts screaming in my house. Uh, and then my, uh, friends had to physically remove him. And then I stayed up till 5 a.m. Calming down from panic. We got a good show for you today. <laughs> Truly, we have all of my favorite segments collected into one episode this week. Um, an interview with my good friend and funny comedian, Kate Willett. And then we're doing boring opinions with my good friend and funny comedian, Chris Estrada. And then, of course, an episode of Matt's Mugs with my good friend and funny comedian, Matt Ingebretson, And also a stand-up clip from a comic that is so funny and a good friend. Look at that. Friends and laughs and, ah, oh man, that's cool. His name is Alex Price. He's so funny. Uh, this is a clip of a set from his from The Comedy Attic, which is one of the best clubs in the country in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope you like it. Enjoy Alex Price. Good Love it. I love fucking with people. But I do it a lot. I mean, I do it a lot now because of the internet. Like, because of the internet, I am now currently a member of 37 different Facebook garage sale groups. And we all know what goes down there, right? People from New Bedford steal their grandparents' microwave to sell for meth money, right? So here's the thing. Anytime anybody lists anything stupid on Facebook Marketplace, I like to be the first person to comment on their listing, and I always comment the same thing. And it's a question. And in my opinion, guys, it's the most important question you can ask. And that, of course, is, is it haunted? <laughs> like, I get it. Some of you are looking at me going, well, Alex, that's pretty stupid. Why the fuck would you do that? And I'll tell you why. It's because sometimes these dullards write back to me and they say things like, wait, what? Or huh? Or question mark? And that, my friends, is a window. A window for me, an idiot to come barreling through into their lives with absolute batshit craziness in an attempt to take them down a rabbit hole of trolling because it's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday and I ain't got shit to do. So I'm gonna read some of my favorite Is It Haunted adventures to you now. Which you can all follow on Twitter at Haunted Shopper because I'm nothing if not on brand. Here we go. Here we have a 51 inch Samsung flat screen television for $500. That is not a good deal. But that's not what's important right now. The important part is the question Is it haunted? And she wrote back, Why would it be haunted? There's that window. So using my intense stoner knowledge of the last 10 years of ghost hunting shows that have been on TV, I kind of buckled in and I wrote, you know the reason spirits attach themselves to items has been an issue of hot debate in the Haunted Buyers Club for some time. Some say it's a curse from an elderly Korean shaman with access to the factory, you know, while others seem to see the amount of comfort certain models direct spirits in like a tractor beam. She then asked me if I was off my meds. Maybe. Next up, we have a Colombian red-tailed boa constrictor for $200. Ooh, someone's job as a cocaine dealer didn't go according to plan. <laughs> we gotta get down to brass tacks here. People gotta ask that question. Is it haunted? 
And he wrote back, no, why would it be haunted? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Uh, certain animals are seen to be gateways to the spirit realm. Therefore, an animal with such biblical connotations of evil, this seems like a sure thing. I'm trying to assemble a collection of haunted items that will make me unstoppable to those who oppose me. Even my assistant manager, Chet, will bow to me. So if this serpent is haunted, then let's make a deal. If not, you should throw in your truck stop sword collection because I totally know you have one. Boom, that's a callback! Woo! So fucking good at this. I was getting kicked out of that Facebook group. Uh, and then last up here, we have a gecko for $45. Guys, I don't know why people are selling exotic pets on Facebook. Maybe divorce went down weird. Who the fuck knows? But who cares, right? The only thing that matters is that question. Is it haunted? And she wrote back, what, question mark? And I go, does your gecko exhibit signs of being haunted? Or has a paranormal entity attached itself to this exotic pet? Pretty self-explanatory, Diane. And she wrote back, are you on drugs? No, I just like haunted items. If you don't want to answer my question, then please stop wasting my time. <laughs> I accuse her of wasting my time. And when it comes to fucking with people, that's like winning the Super Bowl. And I hope you all win the Super Bowl too. Thank you so much, Bloomington. Alex Price, everybody. Follow him on everything. He's so fucking funny. He's a comic based in Indianapolis, and he performs there all the time. If you're in the area, see him. Also, go to the Comedy Attic if you're out there. It's one of the few clubs that truly, truly gets it right. It's really hard to make a comedy club uh, a great spot for entertainment. It's just so easy to become a place that's just full of wasted assholes, and the comedy's weird, and it all feels weird, but the Comedy Attic is just, man, one of the best ever. They create a great environment. They have great comics come through. They're great. Uh, and follow Alex at Alex Price Indeed on Twitter and at Illuminati underscore HR underscore rep <laughs> on Instagram. Illuminati HR rep. Man, I love Alex. All right. This next comic on the show. God, I'm a big fan. I've known her a long time. She's so funny. Let's get to this interview with Kate Willett. Kate, hello. Hello. Man, Good to see you, kind of. <laughs> no, it's so good to see you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time in general. I think that actually, I think the last time I saw you was at a Sketchfest after party. It was, Oh, my yeah. God. Actually, that was one of the last things I did before quarantine, I think. Yeah, it was like, it was January 2020. And yeah. it was like, we had like a month left in the world. That we didn't yeah, know about. I think yeah. that we were really drunk and that we even talked about this coronavirus thing. What's this even? I know. I remember like <laughs> I remember like seeing all these people like post jokes about like, oh, make sure you wash your hands, you know, and I was like Okay. I, yeah. I don't know, because it's like there's been so many things like that where it's like, you know, the swine flu or something, and it's like yeah. you know someone that has gotten it and you're like, Oh, that that's too bad, but like ultimately my life is not at all affected by the swine flu, and so I was just thinking <laughs> it was gonna be like that, you know? Yeah, well I think we all were at varying degrees. I mean, how could you possibly 
I, I don't know. I don't think that's something to feel bad about because it's like, how could you know? There's just no way of knowing the severity of literally anything. I actually yeah. remember, <laughs> I remember when I started taking it seriously. I, it was slowly creeping in and I was touring at the beginning of March 2020. I was in New Orleans, which then like three weeks later became the hub of coronavirus in the South for like a few months. But we were just, you know, I was doing shows down there and shit and uh, we were talking about it and we, I was like washing my hands and stuff. But I was still like, you know, not wearing a mask. Nobody was. We were indoors. And I remember I I came back from tour and I have a credit union that doesn't have a lot of branches around me. So I have to drive to Orange County if I want to go to a branch, which I do a few times a year after touring because I'll have cash, you know? And yeah, yeah. To, yeah. So I drove my like small pile of cash down to Orange County to my credit union, which is in the same strip mall as a Costco and this was like March 10th. And there was a line all the way around the Costco to get into the Costco. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I, I deposited my money and I went to my car and I opened up Amazon. And I just was like, I think I have to buy canned goods and toilet paper right now. And I filled up my Amazon cart with this stuff. And then as I was checking out, they were running out of the items that were in my cart. And, uh, and that was literally March 10th. And up until then, I had the feeling that you had where I was like, yeah, it's bad. And I'll wash my hands, but this will be done. Like, this isn't going to come to LA. Yeah, I, I feel like I realized it like maybe around March like around March 10th, I was like, oh no, this is like getting serious. And then mm -hmm. maybe around March 13th or 14th, I was like, maybe around March yeah, 13th, I was like, oh shit, like we're not doing stand up for a year and a half. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. yeah. I was on, yeah, I, I was on Nikki Glazer's uh, radio show with Sean O'Connor, also right around then. That week was just so wild. Every day it became like, like every day I realized it was going to be another six months <laughs> further down the road. And Nikki was like, we're not touring for over a year. And Sean and I were like, whatever. <laughs> and um, she was right. Um, man, he was the one who taught me that you're supposed to sing happy birthday to yourself. Have you heard this? No, Why? While you're washing your hands, that's the length of time. Oh you wash your yeah, hands. yeah, yeah. I had the same reaction when he said it because I was like, "Why? Why is it my? Why is it my birthday?" Um, but yeah, and now it's funny, isn't it? Now it's like I don't. Now it's the reverse. I don't know how to not take it. It's like slowly getting better with the vaccines, and I don't know how to not feel severe about it now. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're still, like, in the thick of it. I mean, first of all, hand-washing, that stuff was all pretend. Like, hand-washing basically yeah. doesn't do anything for COVID, and they still see some people that they're just like, you know, I, like I, yeah, you know, I guess it's good not to have dirty hands in general. I mean, you know, right. it's gross if your hands are dirty. You but definitely wash your hands. <laughs> it's not necessarily preventing the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it is preventing, preventing things like dysentery. And yeah. like <laughs> you, you, you're not going to get diarrhea, but you might get COVID. <laughs> yeah. But um, wow. 
<laughs> wow, that's great. I just, uh, I've been thinking about that recently. How like how extreme of an event had to happen for our generation to realize that we had to be even a little hygienic. <laughs> dude, when I, okay, so when the <laughs> when the coronavirus first happened, I. I, I, well, he was not yet my boyfriend and is no longer my boyfriend, but there was a period of time where I just started dating this guy uh-huh. three weeks before and he came over and we were like quarantining together for three months. But when he came over, my roommate was still moving her stuff out. Both of my roommates like moved back to their respective states. And the thing is, uh, he had an upset stomach from some food. And so he had diarrhea and uh, my roommate had just learned at that time that diarrhea was a symptom of the coronavirus. So every time he was in the bathroom having diarrhea, my roommate would come into the living room and she'd be like, he has diarrhea. And I'm like, this is not, this is absolutely not appropriate for you to be like listening in the bathroom door if my boyfriend has diarrhea. Like there's no circumstance that makes this okay whatsoever. Yeah. It really has changed the parameters of life so much that yeah. they just like it is it has sent us all into <laughs> into crazy places. Like I remember having a conversation with my roommate where I said, wait a minute. You got to wash the bananas or something, you know, like, are you telling me you're not washing, (laughs) you're not washing the bananas with soap? (laughs) And um, it turns out that you didn't have to do that. But I was doing, I was washing all my fucking produce for a month so much that I was scared Chris wasn't. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're just going to all have to sort of take this as a crazy year. (laughs) Take the L, as the yeah, kids say. Like, yeah. Take it just a hard L. Yeah. Like, oops, don't yeah. be embarrassed. There's no shame. We didn't yeah. know what to do. And yeah, your roommate was being weird. That's one of the weirder ones, but it's okay. Yeah, no, it was just, it was super weird because she printed out like a highlighted list of like, you know, here it says COVID is, you know, causing diarrhea for people. And like, the craziest thing about that to me is that she owns a printer. That's wild. A printer yeah. that she uses. Yeah, it was it was just really strange because I mean, like he wasn't talking about his diarrhea. Like the way that she knew about the diarrhea was just from hearing the diarrhea. And I was like, you know, he said he just he, he had food poisoning, he ate something bad like a week ago, it's gotten better, he doesn't have a fever, and she's like, I'm just I'm really uncomfortable with his diarrhea and <laughs> He's just in the other room, like listening. Like this guy just started dating, and I'm like, I have a raised voices level argument with my roommate about my boyfriend's current <laughs> diarrhea that she's listening to at the bathroom door. He wasn't even my boyfriend yet. He was like a guy that I just started seeing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you're not even supposed to think about your partner having diarrhea until you've known each other like half a no, year. No, I know. We're like, okay, like usually the time where the diarrhea topic is, you know, broached at first is, you know, if you go on a trip, you know, to maybe to uh, a a foreign country where there's bacteria in the water that you're not supposed to normally, you know, like it's just, unavoidable diarrhea situation. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you know, maybe this is a lifetime relationship, but it's not just supposed to be like, it's not, (laughs) 
That was like our third date, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I would also imagine, yeah, now thinking about it, like you probably wouldn't have known about the diarrhea at all had she not said it, because he's not going to tell you. And I'm sure he was in the bathroom, like running the faucet. <laughs> I got to not let this new girl I'm dating know about my diarrhea. Well, the thing was, he told me <laughs> that he had, like, I was on tour the week before that. I had just come home and he was like, I had food poisoning, you know? Ah, so I, okay. I figured, but he didn't inquire into it. Sure. You know? I wasn't like, can you tell me more? Which end is it coming out of? You know, like, what's the <laughs> consistency? Like, that was just, I didn't want to know, you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's also just, it's a word like we've now said diarrhea in this conversation, I think twice as much as I've said it ever before in my life. Yeah. I wasn't really a <laughs> diarrhea comedian before this, to be honest with you. I was like, uh, I was talking a lot about like sleeping around, you know, sure. but I, just, I haven't really done that this year. So I'm mining the material where I can, you know, you got to, yeah, you, we all have to adapt with this new world and you got to also, as I'm sure you're very aware, expand your brand as time goes on. Yeah, exactly. So now you're like a promiscuity and diarrhea comedian all in I one. I think for a while I was a family comedian in between, you know, like I, I stopped sleeping around. I shacked up with a guy for a little while. We got sure. two cats together, you know, and now, oh. now we're not together anymore. And I'm trying to, I'm like, what's no. my new brand? Like si single mom comedian. You wow. Know? Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit of, uh, with, a, with some shitting in there as well. I feel <laughs> all single mom comedians have. So, diarrhea material. Diarrhea material. <laughs> it's a big part of life as a parent. I think diarrhea is, you know. <laughs> diarrhea. diarrhea is such a funny word. I like don't ever hear it. You know, it's so funny because it sounds funny, but also it just evokes it's just this rare word that evokes like such an awful feeling. <laughs> I know. It's not a curse word somehow. Why is diarrhea? not a curse word and fuck is fucking is great and diarrhea i just never want to think about diarrhea me neither i'm sorry that i had to think about it at all you know i'm sorry i know that's terrible <laughs> and yeah as we go on the more this conversation has progressed the more i see just how horrifying it was to have your roommate doing that I mean, do you, are you still friends with this person or are they, are they cut out of your life? Uh, diarrhea. No, I, I hope we're still friends. That was certainly a tense week for us all, but I'm <laughs> yeah. hoping that that can be chalked up to like, wow, there was a lot of shit going on. Literally. Other, yes. I, <laughs> I regretted it immediately when Did I phrased I cut it you that off? way. Sorry. No, I, no, I was just, I was just like, I was, I, I didn't mean for that to be a disgusting double entendre and yet it was, you know, yeah, but We've said diarrhea a billion times now, and we've only done a few minutes, so it doesn't matter. Yes, uh, exactly. This, uh, I mean, I'm having a great time. Because Me too. Diarrhea <laughs> is just like, it's, I, I mean, is there something, I think if I think about it, like, I think you and I are similar with, with our, like, sensibilities. The things that offend me are not the historically offensive things. It's like things that hurt people are the yeah, things totally. that bother me. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't care about curse words and shit like that. Um, but 
if I really think about it, of the things, of the classical things that one would find gross, like I, you and I, I don't think either of us really find cum gross or talking about cum totally. But I think diarrhea, <laughs> I think that's yeah, the one. Of course. Yeah. I would actually put vomit above that for me, I guess. Over diarrhea? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because diarrhea, is, it has like, you know, there was just like a lot of jokes in elementary school about it. So it's just like oh, it's something sure. that my mind has been able to to separate from the reality, the jokes yes. about it. Whereas if someone's talking about like throwing up, then I'm like mm. envisioning that, you know? I see. I'm the reverse. Hearing the word diarrhea makes me like feel like I'm in a room with diarrhea in it. Uh, <laughs> now I'm having that reaction. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. I should have said it a different way. I didn't mean just yeah. like, a, like an office. <laughs> oh, there's Dave, the office diarrhea guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Diarrhea Office. Everyone pukes. See, okay, here's a new topic for your podcast. I know, as a podcaster myself, I know that, you know, life in the quarantine, it doesn't certainly doesn't regale me with the same amount of stories, content that I used to have in my previous escapades, yeah. you know? But now, you've got a whole new subject to explore. Absolutely. Every week, I'm like, all right, <laughs> whoever I have on, Barack, I finally get Barack Obama on the podcast, yeah. which everyone knows is what I've always wanted. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. All right, man. When's the last time you had diarrhea? <laughs> Did you ever get diarrhea when you were president? <laughs> I feel like Barack Obama probably has not had diarrhea for a long time. <laughs> I, I would know. imagine. He yeah. seems like he has a perfect constitution. Exactly. Yeah. And just like <laughs> eating fresh vegetables and, you know. Totally. Yeah. He's like a hundred feet tall. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And Michelle has like the, the like, I think she has like a children's cooking show now. A deal with Netflix where they're like, eat vegetables, kids. I don't know. It is interesting, isn't it? How like I, you know, like I, uh, I, I, I really try not to judge anyone's choices, so I'm not that mad. But it is a little when I think about the fact that they're just gonna be TV stars now, and the, you know, Barack has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Did you know that? I didn't uh, know it was with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's called Renegades Born in the USA. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. That's I'm so like, bad. It makes me sad. Come on, man. Don't be a fucking like TV idiot, please. Yeah. I mean, one thing is, is like, I have definitely realized uh, this year, not this year, you know, throughout the past couple of years that like the division between like entertainment and politics is like, it's not that much. Like if, if you're like mad about politics, like you're definitely also stepping on the toes of people that, you know, I'm like, you right. know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. That's so true. It's also funny, isn't it? It's like, I think that that is a microcosm of, of, a, of like a, a really sad realization we all have as we get older, which is yeah. that like, you don't have to know what you're doing, be good at it or be a good person to be a professional in any field, including yeah. politics or yeah, even totally. like medicine. We've all had yeah. a stupid doctor and like a mean lawyer. It's like, what? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor maybe, you know, 
April, May, because I was having, you know, a really like run of the mill, like skin thing. And I told the doctor what I thought I had because I had like WebMD. It was like a, a super normal, like just thing that happens to like skin sometimes. And she yeah. was like, never heard of it. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like never heard of it? You know what I mean? Like, how is that a thing? This is like a thing that happens to people, you know? And then she did prescribe me some medicine, but I like, didn't know if I should take it because I was like, do I want to take <laughs> yeah. medicine from the person that was like, never heard of it. You know, It's all man. Yeah. Not only does it suck that they have never heard of it. Also that phrase is like, it's just like, hey, my back hurts. Whoa, crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, totally. Act like you thought about this even a little. God damn. Yeah. No, if I was that doctor, you know, I would just play it off and be like, hmm, you know, that's not really what it's looking like to me. You know? Totally. <laughs> I would never like, admit that I didn't ever hear of it. Or if you want to be honest, it, like you're some sort of psychopath who has no idea how to lie at all. Uh, you could be like, oh, I'm unfamiliar with that combination of symptoms. Not just like, dang, really? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You have diarrhea? Sucks, <laughs> sucks to be you, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Seems like maybe you need a chill pill. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like we're dating ourselves, though, a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so self-conscious about Gen Z right now because they're like... <laughs> millennials who are these like boomers that say things are awesome you know <laughs> oh wow you know what i i uh i've given up i mean it i like am i'm 38 and so it just some about the number 38 like 37 i could convince myself i'm in my mid 30s and now that i'm 38 i'm two years away from 40 i'm like kind of not gonna change and i i can do my best with all the stuff that matters about people's feelings but how I talk and carry myself and my, it's not gonna, I can't do it. I can't. I'm a cool oh, yeah, old no. man. I just am. Yeah. I am. Uh, yeah. No, I am also in my thirties and I am like not as cool as uh, Gen Z, but I just, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's like the way it is. Like I'm not, I think people who get really mad about that stuff are like, yeah. there's just, it's just part of life, you know? What I but I understand though. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I I didn't mean to say like I I think we should try, but I can't. I I literally failed. Like I can't. Yeah, be no. Dumb. <laughs> I'm not yeah. on TikTok. You know, Me neither. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, this is like the thing that like supposedly comedians are supposed to be on, but I I just haven't wanted to. You know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm the same, and I kind of feel like. I will say, actually, I'm curious your thoughts on this because you, oh man, I didn't really introduce you to uh, my audience or our relationship at all. Uh, Kate is a comedian that I really love that I've known for a long time. Who's very funny. Started in San Francisco, now lives in New York, has a great album out, has been on TV a bunch and tours um, and is now releasing a book. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's who Kate is. And so um, I'm especially interested in uh, this thing that I was going to say, but forgot what it was. <laughs> so I'm just vamping until we were I talking remember. about TikTok. Oh, yeah. So I 
you know, I there's a thing that we're like taught either directly or indirectly as comedians. We're sort of like told that um you you kind of get the feeling either someone sits you down and says this to you or just in conversation you pick up the idea that you have to do everything right you have to kill in every room and you have to have all the social media and you have to write a pilot and you have to do packets and all this stuff and i believe that because it's hard to make it but then in recent years i started to think that also a lot of that stuff makes me want to die like i hate it so much and i think that it might i think that there's also a possibility that it might benefit you to just choose to only do the things that fulfill you even a little because what you lose from doing the stuff that makes you feel bad is like confidence and happiness and sleep and shit like that. And that's kind of how I'm operating the past year or two. I mean, I I don't feel like there's like a right path for like, like a, a general thing that's true for everyone. But I do know that like, it is kind of weird that people just expect that because someone's a stand-up comic that they're like an amazing screenwriter. Like you thought that you can't yeah. be both, but it's like not. I mean, like screenwriting is a real skill that people spend totally. years cultivating. You know, so yeah, uh, and totally. so it's acting. You know, and it's like it's just kind of weird that people expect like stand-ups to to have you know mastery of these crafts that people devote their whole lives to. You know. Right. Especially it is so funny. Like I I think uh, the comedy industry for good reason keeps failing and making stand up look good on TV. It's very hard to do that. And I blame no one, but I would like if more energy was put toward that rather than like, Hey, I like your stand up. Do this other thing. Would you? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and well, how do you feel about, I guess I, I, uh, I like thinking about social media in this way where like maybe a good choice to do is to a good choice to make is to only do the part of it that makes you feel fulfilled simply because young comics listening, I think I did everything and I think it spread me thin. So I guess I'm just asking like, do you think, do you think it matters to have a TikTok account as a comedian? I'll just ask it that way. Yeah, I think it does, but not yeah. enough to like mean that like I feel a particular right. urgency about doing it, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's like this, but it also matters to like be 19 years old, you know? Sure. I'm not going to do that either. So it's like, <laughs> what? Right. you know, like it's just kind of, I know like for myself, I just wrote like um, an audiobook and I like, I put like a year of my life into that. And uh, like, I, I loved writing it. It was super fulfilling for me. Like, uh, but you know, like would it have advanced my career more to like spend that time trying to like look super hot and make viral videos? Like, absolutely. You know? (laughs) So like, I hopefully people enjoy the book or whatever, but I mean, I think it just depends like what your goals are, you know, like there's definitely like ways that someone is like more likely to become famous. Right. But it's also like, I think for most of us, like the point is you know, doing something that's fulfilling to you. So you have to find that balance. Right. Totally. Well, and then on, <laughs> by the way, I do this on this podcast a lot. I'm, I did the thing you were talking about that Gen Z makes fun of us for. I feel of like, I listen 
and but I'm hosting, right? I like I like uh, listen and I absorb information and I appreciate it. And then, but I also have to move forward and look to the next thing. And so when you finish a thought, I process it while thinking about the next thing. But in order to bridge the gap between those two things, I say, totally. No, I do it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Until you said it, I didn't realize that was a thing that our generation gets made fun of for by Gen Z. I mean, they make fun of us for all this stuff, you know? I definitely yeah. think that Gen Z... I think that the I think that the like millennials that Gen Z makes fun of more is like the like super, you know, um, the more like centrist, yeah, Nancy Pelosi stand kind of things because they're like um, climate change, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, Gal Gadot, people like this, yeah, yeah, you know, um, right, right, yeah, all right. Well, I'm not so bad. Then. No, yeah, I feel like. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not really sure like what like Gen Z's uh, beef is, but to me, it seems like there's, I don't know. Like it seems like uh dies generation from what I have seen on social media that for the most part, like kind of can't understand like the lack of urgency around like these really super pressing things like climate change and shit, you know? You know what though? Yeah. I mean, and totally they're right about that and i i wonder though i i I see this and i i wonder if we're only seeing a slice the slice of gen z that is good at twitter though yeah that makes sense yeah we're not even following the gen zers who use twitter who don't have a lot of followers i don't don't even know how i find these people yeah that makes sense yeah, I wonder, like our generation, I was really mad when I was 20 and I was constantly like, why aren't we doing anything about this racist institution or this? And I would say like really extreme things like all racist people should be killed and stuff like that, you know? Uh, and so I wonder, but then most people around me weren't. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a point. Just... Just talking. <laughs> um, I, but I started talking about uh, Gen Z there because you, um, before we were talking about the doctor thing, is what sparked you thinking about Gen Z making fun of us. What about oh, that yeah. made you think of it? I don't know. I don't mm. remember anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and do you, th- okay, well, go, going back to what I just said then, like, obviously there's a chance that we're only seeing a certain slice of them, but does it, does it seem to you like generationally younger people care more than per capita? Yeah. I mean, I think in the way that like, um, I think in the way that like we care more than a lot of like Gen X people, like I think just huh. the, the bleaker that uh, one's future is sure. going to be right. <laughs> the more you're like, okay, okay, job, job. Someone has to deal with this, you know? Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. I guess. Yeah. Like we at least have the memory of the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. 
That's funny. Um, well, tell me about the book. I'm so I'm so curious. What's the book called? Okay, so the book is called Dirtbag Anthropology, and it I is it already. A, it's about men and masculinity. And uh, what I did was I broke it into like um, chapters, kind of each one talking about like masculinity in a certain area like I did a chapter on religion I did a chapter on the internet I did a chapter on stand-up I did a chapter on fatherhood dating and I you know for each of these chapters I wrote like personal essays kind of about like my own experiences um and also interviewed men in my life and like tried to kind of you know think about the the general question of like what does healthy masculinity look like but you know it kind of goes into a, a bunch of other stuff as well because like you know, these questions aren't simple like it is you know these things are influenced by by so many other factors and so it was a really cool exploration and I got to talk to some really neat people um and uh yeah like Margaret Cho, uh, I interviewed her in there, and like W. Kamau Bell, and um, this guy named Dylan Marin, who has a really cool podcast called Conversations with People Who Hate Me, uh, where he talks to his internet trolls, and I was talking to him about what he learned from that, and so it was just like, I don't know, it was a really, really cool project that feels like kind of hard to describe, because it's sort of part memoir, part podcast, part like journalistic research, you know, part like comedy um, and it is like a sort of like genre bending, but I, that was why I enjoyed making it, you know? Yeah. That sounds so cool. Oh, thank you. Like, I mean, it's already, this is some real dad shit to say, talk about being a fucking millennial, but like, I'm proud of you for finishing a book. Like already I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> no, truly. Um, but for it to be, um, so unconventional that's that's so cool did you set out to make something that was as you said genre bending or did you have like a more conventional idea in mind at first um i knew how i wanted it to look and sound but i did not realize how weird that was until like i heard the book like my editor was Hmm. like the format of this is like really weird, you know? And I, I, to me, I was like, I just kind of like heard this thing and I was like, well, I'm going to make that thing. But I didn't, I didn't necessarily realize that it was kind of like strange, you know? (laughs) So, right. You know, what's funny is that like when you, the first question that popped into my mind, when you told me about the book, you were like, I have an audio book coming out. My first question was, why just an audiobook? And I think, I mean, that's the answer, right? Because it is a yeah. podcast, and you, the only answer would be to transcribe the interviews to make it a yeah. book. Yeah. I mean, it also has like a lot of other, yeah. I mean, it, it has like a lot of like sound elements to it oh, cool. as well. And, um, it's definitely very like made for the, the format that it's, it's published in, you know. That's great. What, so what are you, what I guess made you decide to call it an audiobook rather than a podcast? Um, cause it's definitely like written, like it's like a narrative yeah. ma- manuscript. That's like a couple hundred pages long. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, it's definitely like writing and it follows a story. I guess right. like if you're looking for something like kind of comparable, it's like 
kind of like maybe like this American life ish where but like in format in terms of like there's like written parts and then there's like interview parts and then there's like kind of reach parts but uh I mean in terms of like type of content um it feels like it's very different than that you know because it's like it's pretty and it's personal and like it's yeah. uh very um and it's but it's also like a narrative like it like almost like a like it's like a sequential like narrative that happens like throughout the book um so it's yeah it's not like a podcast in the way that like you could listen to one episode but it's like there's a story that unfolds over it you know right you can't like earmark i mean right I, uh, right. I mean, I was going to like draw a parallel to a book, but right. That makes sense to me. Um, you don't like bookend every chapter with sort of a reflection on what just happened the way a podcast might, the way a serial podcast might, um, is what yeah. you Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely like, it's like a narrative that happens. I don't this know. This is so interesting to me. I'm like really excited to listen to it. Kate. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, for folks who do want to listen to it, it's on Audible Plus, so it's free if you have an Audible subscription. And if not, you can just sign up for a free subscription for thirty days and listen to it. Was this? Did you make this with Audible, or is that just the platform you're releasing it on? I made it with Audible. That's um, so great. Yeah, it's an Audible original, and my friend Rachel was the editor, and she's somebody that I have been kind of collaborating with throughout the year. As I met her in San Francisco, where she when she used to work at Rooftop Comedy. Her name is Rachel Hamburg. She was the editor of the book. She's so good. Um, and then also Julie uh, Pinero was the producer, and like it was there was a lot of lot of collaboration in terms of like you know kind of figuring out like. Like I very much like had ideas in my head and Mm -hmm. they were super good at like helping me like think of like, okay, how do we like put the components of this together in reality? You know? So it was really, really neat. Yeah. That's incredible. It was fun. Is it out now? Yeah. It's been out for like a few weeks now. Yeah. Cool. Remind me of the name one more time, please. It's called Dirtbag Anthropology. Dirtbag anthropology. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is maybe a dumb question of me to ask, but where, what inspired you to write this book? Uh, well, so, so it's, it's not that it's like, I know the answer that you think that I'm going to give. Cause I am someone that like, likes to like, I'm trying to figure out a way to like beat around this bush. I love to fuck losers. Right. And that's, <laughs> 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 that's been a key component of the Kate Willett brand. <laughs> I did think of that question yeah. because I've seen you do stand up about that. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. you know, <laughs> uh, I like to think that I'm growing out of that phase of my life, but there's no evidence of that. Um, anyway. <laughs> but the other reason, sorry for interrupting, but real quick, the other reason I thought I said it was maybe a dumb question is is also at the same time as I know that this is a part of your brand, there are also lots of dirt bags in stand-up. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then definitely like part of it is like, so what happened to me in my life is that I was married to a woman um, when I was young. And then we split up. And then about that same time, I like started stand up 
and I started dating men sometimes. So I felt like I had gone from this life where I like barely interacted with straight guys. And I was just like, I'm going to live in a fucking commune away from me. People to like, all of a sudden my life was just like men, 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 men. And I felt like when I, I was like 25 at this time. And so it felt like I was just, like it felt like I had this information like sort of coming at me all at once and I <laughs> felt like I was like digesting it like and, and kind of researching it like like personal yeah. anthropology you know just like what is yeah. they doing you know so wow that's so funny that is wow right I mean that is very similar to showing up in a culture in a part of the world you've never seen as a adult anthropologist <laughs> exactly that's what it felt like you know wow i love it i love it and i want you to teach that class you know what yeah, i mean exactly. like, <laughs> yeah, like, like a 300 level anthropology class that's yeah, like, it's an Nintendo <laughs> switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call this a PBR. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Now, you might have seen a couch before, but yeah. <laughs> but these stains are unique to the <laughs> young American man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Kate, that's so great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank uh, you so much for talking with me, Dave. This is so much fun. So much fun. I'm so happy we got to catch up. I'm I'm so happy I found out about your book, and I'm the most happy we got to talk about diarrhea for 10 minutes. I really hope that people listen. Like, to anyone still hearing this now, I'm so glad that you listened all the way to the end and know that I have thoughts about other things, you know? I, it'd be really weird if I was just, like, the diarrhea comedian from now on. At least in some people's minds, you know. <laughs> there, it was, the thing is that uh, you know, just the law of averages. I'll bet you most people stuck it out. Uh, yeah. Like I would say, vast majority. But there is at least one person on Earth now who is like, I don't like her, man. She only talks about <laughs> diarrhea. And, uh, <laughs> I think that sometimes how like it literally, like you know, what we do is a game of trying to um, grow our body of interest uh like raise the percentage of the world slowly but surely that enjoys what we make right that's like we're all in the game of that and even the best comedian has someone they bombed in front of 30 years ago who just thinks they're a piece of shit and i yeah totally they're out there for both of us and i wonder like you and i you're we're doing sets every day you don't think about the person whose night you ruined because you made them feel <laughs> awkward because you bombed so hard. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I'm not yeah, even talking about us saying something weird or offensive. Just like, just Oof. they they got a fucking yeah. babysitter and you ruined their fucking night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I totally uh, understand. Man, yeah. I wonder. I'm gonna meet someone like that someday who's like mad at me for no reason, you know? And anyway, my point is that I didn't mean it, but while 99% of those people I think are probably going to check your book out. And there's one person who, who thinks we both love diarrhea and they're gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, like I said, it's free on audible plus. So, you know, listen to it, please rate and review because I am trying to mm. be able to write other books in my life and like having people rate and review it and like show interest, helping people find it. That's uh, a big part of whether you're allowed to do more projects and stuff, you know, uh, 
Oh my God. Absolutely. And I say yeah. this a lot on the show in whatever way you possibly can with money or without money, whether it's sharing, writing reviews, rating, any way, any person whose work you enjoy, please support it. And again, it doesn't have to cost money. Just like do a little rating. It's so helpful to every artist out there, every business, every five-star Yelp review you write, like it all builds towards them totally. having a bigger career. Um, and also, um, forgive me, Kate, I'm going to kiss your ass for like 30 seconds. Kate is a great comedian. Please Thank follow you. her on social media. Um, she has a great set on Netflix's comedy lineup. Her album Glass Gutter is great. Where can people follow you? On Twitter at Kate Willett, two L's, two T's. Insta, Kate.Willett. TikTok, I'm not on there, bitches. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I have a podcast called Reply Guys. And we on that podcast, we talk about like political stuff, but we also joke around a lot. I don't think I've ever talked about diarrhea on that podcast. We dig in the issues there, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the other thing is that there half of the title of this podcast is heroin so I yeah don't know. totally maybe yeah. maybe they came so here are, for diarrhea <laughs> or yeah they're like they're backed up right right so, totally yeah. finally yeah. someone talk, talked about taking a shit uh, <laughs> totally, yeah. thought about it in years uh kate you're the best thank you so much thank you so much dave i'll see you later kate will it everybody gosh she's so damn funny I love her so much. I I am so excited at the prospect of hanging out with comedians again. (laughs) I just, every time I interview somebody on this show, I'm reminded that one of my favorite parts of stand-up is standing in the back of a show talking to a comic uh, that I haven't seen in a while, which is all of comedy. I see comics all the time and simultaneously haven't seen them all in a while because we just all do shows all the time and we all know each other. And so I'll see each of them a few times a year in the back of the improv lab or whatever. And fuck man, I'm excited to get back to that. Kate Willett's the best. Follow her at Kate Willett on Twitter and go find her audiobook dirtbag anthropology. It's out now. I can't wait to read it. Hear it. You don't say read. I can't wait to read the audio. Well, I'm going to try to read it. I'm going to try to fuck you. All right, next on the show, another comic I fucking love. Such a funny guy, an LA comic. I've like watched him. I've watched him go from an open micer to one of my favorite comedians in the country. Uh, we're doing an episode of Boring Opinions, which you haven't heard. Uh, if you haven't heard that before, uh, I invite somebody on and uh, they go through their top five really strong opinions about a about a super boring subject. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Let's bring in Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Chilling. What's up, Dave? What's cracking? I am so happy to see you. I haven't seen you, you know, in a year. Yeah, in a year. It's mm-hmm. insane. I, I hope we're coming at the end of this, you know? Yeah, me too. You got your tiny mic. I got the world's <laughs> tiniest little mic. Look at, that. Look at that. If you're watching on YouTube, he's got like a lav mic he's holding. It's, yeah. it, looks like, uh, it looks like someone... Like shot a shrink ray at a regular, yeah, mic. at a regular <laughs> mic, <laughs> or, 
Or somebody <laughs> shot a giant ray at me to make me big, totally. and then I'm holding a regular mic. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm I'm with you, dude. I, I it seems like maybe we're slowing down. It's getting yeah. better, which should I be hope nice. So. Yeah. I, you know I. I I miss is weird. I, you know how shit's starting to open up in California again, or at least at like a 50% capacity. The other day I went to go pick up some food for me and my lady. And it was the first time in a year last week that I saw people eating indoors. And it was, it tripped me out. Like yeah. I walked in, I went, what the fuck? Like <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't angry. I wasn't, I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't angry. I was weirded out. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, and now sometimes I'll drive by certain places and I see people eating inside and it still trips me out. Like, I'm like, I haven't seen that in a fucking year. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you never would have thought that that would be something that would fuck with your head. I know. So fucking crazy. But yeah, I think, I think hopefully we're coming at the end of it. I don't know. Like, I just go, my thought on all this is like, ah, dude, whatever. I, it's like, I don't want to get this shit. Yeah. I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. If they tell me to put on a fucking mask and I yeah. want to get my mom sick, that's, you know, I'll just, I'll do it as long as they think that we have to do it. And that's how I feel. Little, yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know. And I'm, I, it sounds like we're the same in that. Like, I'm not mad at anyone. I, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> judging anyone, but I will say for me and how intense it is, like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not in a rush to do stand up again. I'll yeah. do it when it feels like, like extremely 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 safe i mean yeah i i guess in an in town outdoor shows i'll i'll do them or whatever i don't know i'm very sparing with it i'm not like yeah. uh you know gunning to tour because to tour you have to like do indoor shit and you have to yeah. cram people in to make money and uh you know i'll keep quarantining until i don't know i'm just being extra safe yeah, same here. I'm just being extra safe. Anytime I see someone out, though, if they're not wearing a mask, I usually don't give a shit. I go, well, I, I do it how I do it, and you do it how you do it. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? totally. <laughs> but stay away from me and everyone yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> <laughs> stay away from me and my mom. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the thing with, like, you know, I mean, people are here and they're starting to say I could start the Good Heroin Live show up. And yeah. Uh, we have a way to do it that's like socially distanced, spaced out. The city said we can do it in that back parking lot. Oh, amazing. Which is cool. But even that, like, I don't know. Do I want to be the guy that asks people to gather when we all have mothers? <laughs> is my point. That's true. I mean, yeah. things. yeah, hopefully, I, hopefully things are getting better. I mean, yeah, I did one outdoor show where it was like everybody wore masks, except when you were on the mic and you disinfected it and they disinfected the mic and. You know, I wasn't like after it, I wasn't gun ho like I need another one. I was just like, I mean, ideally it would be great if it was safe or it was a, but I don't know. I'm just like, well, whatever. When, it, when shit comes back, I'll be here yeah. in the meantime, I'll do zoom shows. I'll do, you know, I'll find other ways to stay creative or whatever, but there's one I of those things. Did that same show you did in Poinsettia park. Is yeah. That the one mm -hmm. you did. Yeah. Yep. It's great. You know, they were honestly, really safe. Yeah. super safe. People were spread out. I just honestly, it's specifically good heroin that really worries me because I feel like so many people would go. It would scare me. Yeah. <laughs> it would get packed. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the thing about good heroin, too, it was like, uh, at least for me, it was like a hangout. Like, it was just a, totally. a thing to look forward to where it was like you go see comics that are either from here or not from here. And you see all your friends and you, some of you hang out afterwards. And yeah. like, 
So it was a, it felt like a real, just like a scene. Like it just felt like a real thing. And it was just one of those things where, I mean, that motherfucker would get packed sometimes. It was awesome. It, it, you had to like, <laughs> if you would walk like, around the building to get to on, stage. on stage. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's the other thing. I don't know if I want to start that thing unless we can explode out of the gate, man. My yeah. first good heroin back, I'm going to be like, my hair will be standing on end. I'm going to be so excited. I'm going to yeah. go to every bar in the neighborhood after yeah. the show. Yeah, for real. I'm going to throw man. up on the double yellow in the middle of sunset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. But yeah, I get it. I mean, people yeah. want to be safe. But I also feel you. It's like, do you want that responsibility during this time? And she just wait. I'm like, stuff. you know, for me, just because, you know, I see my mom often enough that I'm just like, we're in the same city. So it's like, you know, I don't want to get her sick. And I'm like, she's, I, you know, I think she still has a few more years of her in, in her to, for me to disappoint her even more, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. It's you like, oh, you thought her. this shit was done? I go, I go, nah, bitch, you got 20 more years <laughs> of me disappointing you. <laughs> you know, this is uh, on this subject, this, yeah. maybe this is a little, um, I don't know. I'm going to compliment you. So forgive me if yeah. I uh, oh, embarrass no. you. I don't mean to, oh, okay. but uh, dude, I saw that your pilot got picked up to shoot oh, yeah. and I'm so excited for you. Oh, and thanks, I guess man. I thought of it with you saying your mom for two reasons. One, yeah. it is just dope and you deserve a show and I know it's oh, going to be so funny. I'm excited to see it and I hope it mm. goes to fucking a million seasons. And also, how does your mom feel about you having a show called punk ass bitch? <laughs> she has, you know, it's so funny. She don't know. She, she, it doesn't make any sense to her. So she'll be like, so you're going to be on TV. And then I'm just like, no, I'm going to shoot a maybe. pilot. Maybe. Yeah. And then yeah. she was maybe. And then she goes, and they're paying you for just maybe. And then she, I'm like, yeah, she goes, and these people have more, they don't know what to do with their money. Huh? And then I'm just like, yeah. And then she'll be like, so, um, so let me get this right. A company pays this much money just to see if they want to put it on TV. I go, yeah. And then she goes, this is why the world is fucked up. <laughs> I'm well, like, maybe yeah, tell her you. this. You know what Matt yeah. Knudsen told me? Matt Knudsen told me that he, yeah. he got a pilot, um, picked up to shoot at True mm. TV. And um, because of the way that they budgeted things for the pilot after the crew was paid out and everyone was paid out, he made $300. Oh, Jesus, dude. Oh, Jesus. Are you fucking serious? I, oh. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. Maybe he was exaggerating. Who knows? But I yeah. I kind of believe it. I've, I believe it. I've, I've, I've believe made it. a lot, like very little money from huge yeah. companies before. I know. That's <laughs> they, so funny. Yeah. That's so, but yeah, she, she's excited. I mean, she's more just like, uh, she's more like, so you're starting to make money at this thing yeah. that you, that you do every night and, and that I'm worried about you doing. Yes. Oh God. Okay. I, let's hope this keeps going. It's more like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, thank so, God. Yeah. Thank, thank God. God. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets it and she doesn't at the same time. Cause she's just like, you know, she doesn't, most people don't know what a pilot is and most people, yeah. And if you tell them they spend this much money just to decide if they want to do it, they're just like, okay, uh, that's cool. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It yeah. doesn't. No, it's so <laughs> funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's excited. She's excited. That's cool. Yeah. 
Well, dude, we're doing uh, we're doing an episode of boring opinions. You and oh, me, yeah. and mm-hmm. you came here with what? What's your topic? I, I don't know if this is as much as a boring opinion as that is a fucking angry opinion I have, <laughs> which is about fucking bicyclists in LA, particularly. <laughs> or you know what, bicyclists in any major city that yeah. that feel they have the same fucking rights as cars, they don't. Yes. They don't. I, I fucking hate these communist motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe man, me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for socialism, and I've heard some communist shit that I go, that's fair, but this fucking bike shit, I don't... Nah, fuck that. Better dead than red, my friend. <laughs> dude, yeah. this is... Yeah, who knows? Maybe this isn't, uh, like, a boring category, but it is... Uh, it, it's uh, one that a lot of people can relate to. And well, you know what? You're the most... I've done this probably six times and most people um, have passionate opinions, um, but only two people have had really angry opinions. It's you and Caleb Sinan got really mad about fedoras. Oh, Uh, I don't blame the man. (laughs) (laughs) I do do not blame the man. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do, so what's the top five we're doing then? Okay, well, the top five is... Is uh, it just like your five opinions about it's It's cyclists? my... Yeah, it's my five opinions. Number one, you're not fucking better than me, cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not fucking... These, they're, they're smug pieces of shit. What smug. makes you say they're smug? Like, in what way are they smug? Oh, dude, they just... Oh. The way they fucking look at you when you're yeah. trying to when you they're just like, I'm on a bike, fucking respect what I'm doing. Well, motherfucker, you're in front of me acting like you're a car. Like, yeah, just, the way they carry themselves. So that's one, <laughs> two, the fucking outfits, the outfits, <laughs> the fucking outfits. These motherfuckers will wear that Tour de France shit. You know, those yeah. little fucking tight ass shit. Yeah, they'll wear that shit. I'm like, motherfucker. This- <laughs> This is Western. This is Western. This is Vermont. This is sunset. This is not France. <laughs> and that's what bothers me when I see how serious they are about that shit. Like these fools. It, you know, that's what gets yeah. me. It's like, can you not fucking wear that tight ass shit? With none, none of those companies are sponsoring them. Yeah. They have all this shit on there. Like, you know, Pierre, that fucking busy water. <laughs> They, they don't sponsor you, you fucking idiot. You used to spend a hundred dollars. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's funny. I, I like, it, I don't know. It sounds like maybe I'm not as mad as you about this, oh. but I do. I, I do agree with a lot of it. And you know what I think a lot is, is that actually, no, you know what? I'm going to go back on what I just said. I am as angry, but I've been angry about it a long time and I had to come to peace with it because I have bicycle bicyclist friends yeah. who argued with me drunk. Yeah. And also they're everywhere. And the thing that yeah. gets me about it, but guess what, Dave? It, I, I also have friends who are fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. At a certain point, it's like, you know what? Yeah, we all live together. We should share everything. But the thing that gets me is I don't think that we should act like it's not a car city. That's my issue. You're that's what that's what yep. Yeah. That's what one of my things. This is a fucking car city. Yeah. Okay? And and the, going back to one, which is <laughs> hey bicyclist, you're not better than me. <laughs> you're not fucking better than me. That's what gets me is they look at you like they're high and mighty. I'm on yeah. a fu- like I'm on a fucking bicyclist. Guess what, motherfucker? This city was built for fucking cars, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And 
you're smug and I'm smog. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That like the intensity of that statement, like uh, hit yeah. me in a spot, dude. Oh, well, it fucking hits me. And when I yell it, dude, I, dude, I swear to God, I can't stand these people. And I know this is a stupid thing because I will be driving with my girlfriend and we're just enjoying a nice drive and a bicyclist. And I go, look at that stupid motherfucker. <laughs> and then she's just like, she's just like, just chill out. She goes, <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, she even says, she goes, you know who hears this the most? I do. Cause you, I'm in the car right. with you and you're yelling about these fucking people. <laughs> but they're smug. They really do think that they're, they somehow think they're saving the fucking planet. Right. Which is like, I don't mind you doing a good thing, but when you're smug about it and they're fucking smug, man, they act like they're better than you. They go, Hey, I'm just doing my part. I'm fucking, I'm not only am I saving the planet, I'm also exercising and I'm healthier. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the case with so many people that go out of their way to help the world. And I, I think that's like, I feel the same way. I think that's nice. Yeah. But you can't be smug about it unless you do everything. And it's impossible to do everything. Yeah. yeah. No one has the time to find a cell phone that wasn't made by a child and clothes that weren't sewn in a sweatshop. And I don't want that to be true, but it is. So you're riding yeah. a bicycle. Like, uh, where'd you get your jersey? I like really think this. Yeah. Or like yeah. I people i like, uh, I don't know a lot of smug vegans anymore. Yeah. But when but I th- come across one, I'm just like yeah. Bicyclists are not willing to admit they're compromised like the rest of us. Yeah. We're all compromised right. and they're smug and back to, to the outfits, dude. The fucking outfits. Look, I know this is gonna come off as like toxic masculinity. No no man should wear shorts like that. No man. No man. Why Those, why do you why do you say that? Because m- no man should feel that comfortable with his body. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no man should feel that comfortable. I don't care if you're in shape or you're out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I dislike anybody who feels comfortable in their body. I, I, yeah, like, I agree with this. Get over it, you fucking who are asshole. You? Who are you? Shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the shorts, the fucking, that's the thing. It's so crazy to me. I'm just like, hey, motherfucker, you're too good for some cargo shorts on your bicycle? Or why don't you roll up your pants like some of the other idiots I see on bicycles, you know? Like, like oh, yeah, do I you s- prefer, what do you prefer? Because I, I know uh, there's the people that wear the like, um, the like literal, what you're talking about, the racing uniform. But yeah. then there's like the more like um, Echo Park art kid kind of yeah. guy who wears like uh, skinny jeans rolled up on one side and the little hat. I would prefer to see them in prison jumpsuits because that's where they <laughs> fucking belong. <laughs> wow, you feel so strongly about uh, Do you think that you grew up in LA, right? Is yeah, it just yeah. like, is that why? I, I You know, this is, uh, this is why I grew up in LA. I started driving when I was young. See, back in my day, and this is, I'm jumping ahead, but <laughs> this is the... We're only on one and two right now. I'm jumping ahead to five because this will justify it. My reason five and why I hate them is because bicycling in L.A. belongs to adult alcoholic men who got DUIs. <laughs> you ever you ever see an old man on a bike and he's wearing like jeans and like he's just dressed like a regular dude? That's a man who drank too much and got a DUI. Sure. If he's on a bike, I go, I get it. And I grew up with those men. I grew up with some may have been in my family. I'm talking about my Tio Nacho. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like talking about my uncle Ignacio. This fool did he get a DUI or two in the past? Yeah. Did he have then have to ride his bike to work because he couldn't drive? Yeah. I respect that though. I think you know what? It's almost you know why I respect it because it's almost like a punishment. Yeah, you yeah. were forced. You're right. It's like uh, there's um there's a little bit of an air of shame about it, but then also yeah. victory because you're you're making it work. You're climbing out of the gutter, right? Yeah. You like mm-hmm. you had you hit bottom, and it's like I'm on the bike. I'm still trying. Yeah. Yeah. Or also, dude, I just dude, I I I saw bikes explode in the city too at a rate yeah. that was like. I just, it started somewhere in the early, like around like 2003, 2005, really around that time. I feel like bikes really exploded where you started doing critical mass. Remember critical mass? That was the beginning. Dude, I wrote down critical mass right here. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's, let's uh, go back to the order then. What's number three. What's your third bike opinion? They ride in the middle of the fucking street, (laughs) dude. They they ride, you know what you know what, which goes to three A. Okay, okay, three A. What are you too good for the sidewalk, you fucking moron, dude? Well, I mean, okay, this I don't agree with you on because on the sidewalk you're gonna hurt people. Um, no, but you listen. I, I, okay, that's what I mean. But even on the sidewalk, they should still be second class citizens. So, <laughs> If if they see if they see people approaching on foot with get sidewalks are meant for, get off your fucking bike and walk your bike and then hop back on, asshole. Right. Like right. So so that like I say in three A, three A, they're lower class citizens, second class citizens on fucking sidewalks. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> They ride in the middle of the fucking street, dude. <laughs> in the street. How wide are their bikes? How, how wide are those bikes? Two inch? Like, yeah, totally. No, uh, that is weird. I've yeah. also, another thing that has, has always bugged me, and this is like a weird thing. It's, I also say this isn't everybody. Like, my friend Brian is a yeah. cyclist, and he, uh, does everything right and like lives by like this is a car city. I'm in everyone's way. Which is, I yeah. feel like, what you need to do. Yeah, it just makes logical. Like, I actually very much. It just makes logical sense. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I saw a guy just the other day uh, blow through a stop sign on his bike, and it's like, well, that's not yeah, which. Which one is it? That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and they and they do it all the time, dude. They yeah. they're fucking they're animals. These fucking <laughs> they, no, it, it it drives me insane, dude. Yeah, because they fucking. This is a fucking car city for better or for worse. <laughs> right. Totally. The automobile industry fucked the city. It and did. now and they fucked the city. And guess what? I accept it. I fucking live here. And then I, I don't want the city to become Manhattan. We're different cities. That's it. Yeah. You know, so I kind of feel this way about cars in New York. I'm like, what are you doing? This, yeah. is, a, this is a bikes and people get out of the yeah. fucking way. Bikes Why do people. you have a car? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, what's insane about them riding in the middle of the street. If you cut them off, they look like, at hey, you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. You're in the middle. I have to, <laughs> you're a fucking, you're a fucking asshole. So now I have to treat you like a car. No motherfucker. Yeah. Your bike, this shit. You can't I'm go dr- fast enough. I'm literally driving a robot. That's what yeah. cars are. They're fucking robots. This is the number one way that all human beings die is a car. Yeah. yeah. Totally. 
it's Man. it's insane. If you're listening and you don't know what we were talking about with critical mass, this they don't really do it so much anymore because it's become so much more of a bike city. But it yeah. was like when the cyclists in town were trying to convince the city that it was like a thing, what they would do is they would get hundreds of people on bicycles and take over both lanes of a road and like stop the traffic. They would just go down sunset. And then eventually it became like a city sanctioned thing where they had, oh, they were the followed by cops and shit. Look. Yeah. But now, yeah, it was like, it was weird. <laughs> it was cool to see. I will say it like looked really dope. It did not look dope. Dave. <laughs> it did not look dope, dude. None of it. This is, this is not communist China, Dave. <laughs> it did not look dope. Look, I'm not lying to you. I wrote it here. It says big dumb groups. <laughs> That's number four. Number big, four. Yeah. Big totally. dumb groups. Oh man, I don't know if you knew this. This might even make it even make you even angrier. Mm -hmm. But do you know who is responsible for the bike lanes? in LA? Uh, no. Uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti. It was yeah. part of, it was how he got elected. It was like... Yeah. He's a fucking scumbag. And you know why? Because all these, all these fucking critical mass idiots, they, they all rolled together in a mm -hmm. fucking big dumb group to go vote for him. <laughs> yeah. This is what gets me about critical mass and all these fucking groups. And there's, there's another one I'm fucking forgetting. <laughs> like critical mass. I forgot their name. And a lot of this might have to do with I had a girlfriend who would write in those groups <laughs> and then left me to because she met a guy in one of those in groups. one of those groups. Sure. Yeah, one of those yeah, fucking, yeah. One of those fucking roll up their pants assholes. Um, <laughs> fucking this is what gets me about these fucking big dumb groups like critical mass and all these fucking idiots. You know, when's the last time I I rode in a group of uh with a group of friends on bikes when I was fucking 12 <laughs> you were supposed to do it. Yeah. There really is a problem in major cities in America with the refusal of adults wanting to be adults. You're not a fucking child anymore. Stop yeah. riding your fucking bike with other grown children. <laughs> stop. stop. It, I just, I just hate people who don't accept the misery of adulthood. <laughs> like, just it bothers me, dude. Yeah, it's like it's like you know what? This is a spit in the face of your fucking miserable <laughs> parents. Why don't you be miserable too? Yeah, they've yeah. been sad their whole lives for you. Yeah, for you, yeah. you fucking idiot. And now following you're following their footsteps. Yeah, following their fucking foot miserable footsteps. You know, yeah. it's just I swear to God, dude, it was so funny. I, I always have this memory. One time we were riding in my neighborhood when I was growing up, and it was a bunch of us on bicycles. We were maybe in junior high. Mm -hmm. And then I remember some of this, this lady saw us and she goes, what are y'all in some bicycle club? And then we all, and then we all said, yeah, that'd be cool. Bicycle club. And, and then by the time we went to like ninth or 10th grade, we stopped doing that shit. <laughs> because like, that's what, yeah. it's just the idea of, of being a fucking asshole and saying, well, I'm going to ride with 50 other people in a fucking big ass group and I'm going to block traffic. And yeah. then, and then they made it even worse. And, and I know you're right. Garcetti is part of this fucking problem. And fuck you if you listen to this, Garcetti. <laughs> God, I know. I hate him so much. I hate Dude. him more than almost anyone. Well, yeah. I mean, we can also talk about Civic, <laughs> Civic LA, where they close down streets where everybody can bicycle. Yeah. Oh, I oh. didn't know about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait. Civic, uh, what what do you mean? What's Civic LA? I've never heard of this, actually. Oh, is never, that just like a festival or something? Or Oh, they 
they do it every they they do it every few months like they used to do it in la it's a uh, it's called like civic la or uh it's um sit cycle la cycle LA, yeah, yeah, LA, something yeah. like that yeah okay. they close down they close down the street like the la marathon damn and then and then they let people just ride around like for what? <laughs> I just go like stop, stop. Like I just go. To, I just think to myself, go to the beach with that shit. They have a bicycle lane at the beach. Like there ain't no cars there. Like you know, yeah. like enough of this shit. <laughs> or like dude, it just it bothers me because sometimes I'll be like, it. it I feel like s- things like this, the Civic LA or Cycle LA or whatever. Uh-huh. It empowers these assholes. Uh-huh. So, so when so when it's over, they go. I'm gonna ride my bike like everywhere, in the yeah. everywhere now. Yeah, I mean, where I agree with you the most is that there, there's, there is a weird like there is. It's hard to describe, but because like I don't know, it sounds like you don't feel this way. I, in essence, I want people to be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, yeah. in order as long as it doesn't affect others of course yeah. also the environment is important mm-hmm. to me as it is to yeah. you and yeah. i i love the idea of there being less pollution i love the idea of it being like of there being less traffic of us yeah. being able to uh get around um in a more in like a less mechanical way or whatever however you say that but there is like a the culture around it is actually it's it's shitty. It just is like there's a weird thing where entitled entitlement. That's what it is. It's the entitlement. The entitlement sucks. If we could take yeah. the entitlement out, I would be fine with everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, there's sure. like a weird thing where I'll be. And I have to like I argue with myself. I'm like, am I being a dick? Am I a piece of shit for thinking this? I'll be driving down Sunset. It especially happens on fucking Sunset in Echo Park, which is weird because there is a bike lane. Yeah. right next to you and then there will be a bike in front of me and the fastest a bike can go is what 20 25 and i need to make a right on lemoyne or logan mm-hmm. and i can't and then i go to i go to like pull around them and then they're turning right and they slowly turn right and i just sort yep. of feel like in what world is this the right way to do this? It's not the right way. It's not. <laughs> and they feel they feel fucking entitled to it, yeah. dude. It, they're fucking assholes. And then, like I said, imagine that. Imagine, Dave, we're in our 30s. Imagine calling our friends to go, hey, you want to call 50 <laughs> other friends and we get on bikes together like fucking assholes? It is shocking to know 50 people. I think that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, I will reiterate, this has nothing to do with my girlfriend <laughs> at the time who then left me for one of these critical mass assholes. Like, <laughs> has nothing. Did their relationship last? I didn't. But, you know, I, I hope she thought it was worth it. Uh, it's like, it just, so, it pains me. So that, was that all five? Let's see. Number one is you're not better than me. Number two yeah. is yeah. Well, let's, let's remember, you're not better than me. <laughs> You're smug. I'm smog. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's uh. Then also the outfits, which is the quote from the outfit is, "Hey asshole, this is Western Avenue, not France." <laughs> yeah. N- none. None of those companies are sponsoring you. You bought that. And then uh, three is riding in the middle of the street. Oh, that's yeah. right. That yeah. is wild. Right, writing in the middle wild. of the street. Yeah. Writing in the middle of the street. I didn't. I didn't know your your 
two inch wide bike was this was gonna get treated as my fucking you know a four feet wide car um also uh, big dumb groups aka critical mass uh, that is of course not related not related to any girlfriend yes yes of course not in any way related to my ex-girlfriend anna who, <laughs> who left me for some fucking bicyclist asshole who would fold up his pants and wear one of those stupid caps that like he flips like that the tiny caps with the tiny yeah. brim yeah yeah totally yeah. not that fucking idiot um <laughs> And then also five is leave bicyclists to the real men who got DUIs. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like truer words have never been spoken than that. You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if we want life to be fair at all, you yeah. know, we're taking their cars away. Yeah. We get at least yeah, yeah. leave them bikes. Leave them bikes. And also <laughs> it's a little like what I love about it, too, is when you would see one of these guys, you would be like, oh, look at that fool. He's not happy to be on his bike. <laughs> right. that's, that's a DUI. That was my my uncle. I would see my uncle and I'd just be like, damn. Be pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you fucked up, deal. Like you could have, you know. So I feel like the broad feeling, like if we were to create a thesis statement for all of these, basically yeah. what you're saying is fuck you if you think you deserve to be happy. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> have yeah. depression, please, God. Yeah. 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 Have a little bit of misery in your life. It misery, builds character. Depression yeah. and shame. Yeah. Is what so, adulthood is. Yeah. And also, stop, stop, stop trying to be an uh, an adult child where you hang out with all your friends and you all ride bikes <laughs> together. Like, fuck those guys, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not lying to you, Dave. When I would see those fools, I literally pass them and go, fuck you guys. Fuck <laughs> wow. You. Damn. Yeah. Still to this day. Yeah. Whoa. And, get, and those fools have, they've thrown shit at me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking love Whoa. it. They've thrown water bottles at me. And then you know what that proves? Hey, motherfucker. Guess you don't love this planet so much. You just threw trash at me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Seems like maybe just like your bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I caught them at their own hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've convinced me. Thank you. I, I hate them 100% now. As we all should. <laughs> we all should. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so yeah. fun. Thanks, Dave. I'm going to get some uh, some text. When I, when Caleb was on and he was listing his, ang yeah. his angry list of hats he hates, I got some yeah. texts from friends that were like, that guy's funny, but let me fucking tell you something. So I'll, yeah. we'll do an update. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me, let me know what these fucking, <laughs> these commie bastards who fucking are pro bicycles fucking tell you. Man, oh, dude, did you ever do? There's a storytelling show in LA for people that don't have a car, no. and, uh, and <laughs> it's called like it's called like Busted B U S capital B U S like Bus yeah. Ted. And um, when I did it, I remember very specifically doing the show. It was at Stories where Good Heroin is, yeah. And um, there were a ton of people there, and I. The first thing I said on stage was like, "Hey, look, I have a car, but I've taken the bus a bunch, also." Yeah. And you could see visibly five or six people roll their eyes and go, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> like, Sorry, I, man. <laughs> no, nah, fuck that. I I I started driving. I used to take the bus when I was a kid. Once mm -hmm. I got a car, I write. I fucking I have a car. I purposely buy cars that I know won't pass the smog check. Just to fucking pollute this fucking city even more for these goddamn bicyclists. Fuck them, dude. Fuck them. Dude, you're the fucking yeah. best, man. Thank you for doing this. Thanks, do you dude. want to uh, you want to plug any of your shit or your social media oh, or something? 
Yeah, if any of you bicycle assholes are listening <laughs> and you want to fucking at me, I'm not scared to go at this with you. <laughs> fucking find me on Twitter at Chris Estrada85. Go for it, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> wow. I could never have guessed that you would be so <laughs> fired fuck up. Fuck these guys. Fuck them. <laughs> um, at Chris Estrada85. Also at Chris Estrada on Instagram. Uh, Chris Estrada comic. That's right. Yeah. And look out for um, punk ass bitch. Yeah. Uh, fingers, crossed. fingers crossed at some point yeah. in the near future. Thanks so oh. much, dude. Thanks, man. Chris Estrada, everybody. Ah, I love that dude. I, uh, are you like, look, look how like excited <laughs> I'm getting about everybody on this show. I'm truly going to explode when I get to get out and do comedy again. Uh, follow Chris on everything, please. One more segment on the show uh, with my dear friend, Matt Ingebretson, who's at Matt Ingebretson on all the stuff. Uh, we have a recurring segment on this show. He co-hosts the live show, Good Heroin, with me. Uh, and so I bring him in here as much as I can. He likes mugs. Matt likes mugs. He's got a lot of mugs. And so please enjoy another episode of Matt's mugs. Oh, and by the way, uh, he didn't want to do video. So uh, instead, the video, if you're watching on YouTube, is um, excerpts from an educational video from 1959 called Wonderful World. Okay, enjoy. Matt, hello. Hi, David. Hi. So Matt and I are taking this recording real slow today. We're going to take it. We're going to keep it chill. Well, and okay. <laughs> I forgot. No. I should have let you. I, oh. No, you go. Well, just to be frank with you and the audience, <laughs> this is my nap time typically. So yes, I about every day around this time. I take a short nap. So that's kind of what I should be doing right now. But <laughs> instead, I'm doing this. So, yeah. Well, OK. Not only, first of all, I I didn't know that. And I I wouldn't have let you agree to do this if I had if I had known. But here's the other thing. Not only is it nap time, it's nap day. Yes. Matt informed me when we jumped on here. I was like, hey, do you want to do video? And he was like, I would prefer not because I <laughs> have not tried at all to look good. And I was like, why is that? That seems like something grownups don't do. And um, and Matt was like, well, today is a day where I do nothing. Yeah. And so I and I fully support a nothing day. We all need a nothing day. You have to you need a nothing day to repair your brain, to feel OK. I had one yesterday for the first time in five or 600 years. What did you and do? I sat on a roof and I got drunk and I napped. Wow. That sounds so it good. It was perfect. It was the most perfect a day could have been. Oh. My uh, girlfriend and, and then by extension me, uh, she has one friend. She will go over to their house and, they're in agreement like they see no one else. Um, and uh, they're just, you know, close friends. They're in a pod together. And so 
we go over there every now and then. And I went over there and uh, they have a roof and we sat on the roof and we played board games and I got drunk and I napped and then we watched Godzilla and I napped and Damn. I got drunk and oh man, we made steak. Which steak Godzilla? Steak. Oh, steak. Which Godzilla yeah, did you watch? God, the Godzilla was actually the steak. Oh, we we ate some Godzilla. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't really know what movies or food are. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> did something um, happen to you up on that roof? Did you fall off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Did you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. No one knows what you're talking about. Oh, man. okay. <laughs> Uh, we watched the most recent Godzilla, King of Monsters, which is not the best one. Yeah. I watched um, the yeah. one from like 2000 or whatever recently. And Oh, which one? Is that the one with the Green Day song? Yeah. <laughs> I think Where they so. made Brain Stew by Green Day. They just added uh, Godzilla sounds to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. That. And there was like a Limp Biscuit song that was made solely for the movie or something. You know how the 90s and 2000s worked. Yeah. Just everybody who sucks got a song. <laughs> I, um, okay, so that's the one you watched. How was it? Um, honestly, pretty good. <laughs> I, but you know what I will say is that I really feel I've lost my ability to judge when things are good or bad. Um, why in pandemic because it's nap time right now (laughs) in this pandemic i feel like i've just kind of whatever happens to feel good in the moment is good to me and it no longer i no longer i'm like is this cool or like what's the artistic (laughs) value of this i'm like does this relieve my pain right now (laughs) And if it does, this is a great quality piece of work right here. And so I would say Godzilla was good for that reason. Which, quite frankly, that should always be the case if we really think about it. Yeah. Right? Like, ideally, I think the reason that you and I are saying, well, like, is this cool? Is this high art? Right. Is this something that matters? Is it moving art forward, I think, is like sort of a the way like a arty nerd even saying that out loud made me want to fucking die but i i feel like that's why right that's why we have been like is it uh is it a good piece of work or whatever in the past yes but like i have also always really liked to shoot him up bullshit fucking hollywood explosions movie oh yeah and i've just the entire time been like yes it's like pop bullshit but i enjoy it and and i like still maintain the separation mm-hmm. and the, the reason right is like i think it's because of bullying i think that's the reason yes i think it's because growing up what assholes liked was that shit and it didn't challenge our minds at all and so we associate like a bullying and assholes and and like brutishness and like macho crap with like a lack of intelligence and lack of like making something interesting and we're like okay well so those things have less value but if it makes you happy you know it's yeah it also is the other side of that too is like as a reaction against that when i was in college i started doing that thing where i'm like 
the music I listen to is who I am. And and it's like, (laughs) and so it has to be cool. And I've just moved on past that where I'm like, I could not care less. Like shoot Taylor Swift directly into my bloodstream (laughs) when I'm feeling sad. I went through this whole thing in the pandemic that it sounds like you did too, but it didn't even occur to me that maybe the pandemic was the reason like it, you know, it probably was, it was for everything. Looking back across this year, we're going to think we're, we're, it doesn't happen yet. (laughs) I I lost it completely. I lost my ability to think and say things completely. Call 911. Like a, it's not going to happen yet, but like a decade from now, when we look back at this time, we're just going to all take an L. Yeah, we don't know what they are yet, nope. but there are all sorts of things that we are going to have shame about oh, yeah. from this past year. Yep, it's uh, yeah, and I don't know. It's like I know that I have grown from this year, but I don't know in what way. But yes, mm-hmm. I do know that at some point in the future, I'll look back and be like, boy, oh boy, was I. <laughs> Was I in yeah. a weird, dark place during that no time? No shit. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It might even be this podcast for me. I might look back and be like, damn, I did a <laughs> podcast every week or month where I just yelled my feelings and then cackled like a child, <laughs> which is what my comedy has become. It's like, it's just like, y'all ever bang your head against the wall because you wish you were dead? <laughs> like it's. But anyway, my point is. Yes. Uh, I went through this thing where I watched the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Damn. And I realized that I hadn't watched it because of what we were talking about, of it being like mainstream Hollywood shit. Mm-hmm. And then while I was watching it, I was like, this is beautifully made, well acted, well written. Every And also the macho bullshit is not toxic. Uh-huh. And it, so it's like a marvel of visual effects and it's uplifting and... Uh, the stories are super interesting and the message is cool. And and I went through this whole thing on this podcast and on my Patreon one where I like ranted at everyone about how perhaps the bullying of the world, uh, I, I, I misconstrued it to think that all of pop culture is bad for you when maybe there is something to be said for being a part of America. <laughs> oh boy. I know. And uh, it is funny to think that now actually what uh, what happened was that I was sad in quarantine and uh, the Avengers movies made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, you're making it into this like cultural movement for yourself. It's really I was just sad one day. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, and on that same note, this is why I am happy to move slowly in this segment and take as many breaks as you would like, Matt, because I don't want to remove your chill nap nothing day from you. Well, I appreciate that, Dave. You're always looking out <laughs> for me and my best interests. And <laughs> and now I know that uh, really, I, this yeah. has really driven that home for me. It wasn't fake. I've I love it when you nap, and <laughs> you'll always know that now. I do really prioritize napping in my life. This is a rare, and I could have, listen, I could have napped a little before. Uh, what I'll do now is I'll nap after, but um, I will. I feel like this is, 
your podcast, man. Nap time with Matt Ingebrigtsen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just said uh, what I do is I go to take my nap and I turn an audio recorder device on next to me. And whenever I wake up, I just start talking for a while. <laughs> and whatever comes out over the next 15 minutes is the podcast. Oh, man, dude. But What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. I will leave. I will. Um, I will prioritize naps. I'll leave a situation to go nap in my car. I, I don't. I will. Um, the naps take priority over almost anything else going on in my life. I remember this about you that you always said when you had a, like a regular fucking cubicle day job. Yep. You would nap every day on your lunch break in your car. Yep. And it was sad, but it really, it, I really needed it. I'm big. I'm like a great Dane. I think I, I like, I'm going to die soon <laughs> and I get sleepy faster than other people. So it just takes a lot of energy to carry your, your lumbering body from yes, room to room. It does. <laughs> and my head is big. And so my neck is constantly working to keep it upright. It's like I am. I still feel like a like a baby, a newborn baby, where it's like, oh shit, they're really having to work to keep their head upright. Wow, you know that? You know what I'm talking about when you see a little baby and it's like their head's totally. jiggling slightly. That's st- right. They don't know. They don't have the muscles yet. That's, so you never got it. I never got those muscles. Wow. Yeah, I'm still. That sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tough for me. <laughs> yeah. I got a big head and a big body and a long neck, so it's hard to hold my head up. And so I got to take naps because yeah. I get so tired from just standing up. Yeah, I do feel that way. Well, <sighs> buddy, so this is episode four of Matt's Mugs. Wow. And it's the first episode of Matt's Mugs we're doing remotely. The other three, we are sitting 10 feet away from each other in your yard, mm-hmm. your backyard. That is really just a dirt patch. Yeah. It's got weeds back there right now, so it's looking a little nicer. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and we are also not doing video. I don't know what's happening over there because you, I guess, look like shit. I don't know. I can't. You t- you told me that, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, I just didn't. I mean, listen, I didn't have time to put my makeup on and yeah. get all nice for you, Dave, so... Nor should you. Yeah. But I say all this because this is the first episode of Matt's Mugs where I can't see the mug. So so you're kind of in the position of the listener. You got to describe the mug to all of us. Every episode of Matt's Mugs, Matt presents us with a different mug that he enjoys. Now, the last three were apparently your top three mugs. Mm-hmm. Is this number four or is this... Somewhere else in the hierarchy. No, Dave. This is um, this mug, which I am holding in my hands right now. I actually thought <laughs> it would be appropriate to um, sort of show the other side of the spectrum and talk today about a mug that I don't care about very much. Mm. So this is a mug. I'll describe it to you. It's you. I know that last time your complaint was that the mugs are too small. This one you might be a little more satisfied with. You can fit three fingers through the handle. Yes, it, it was the handle size of the last mug that I found the most unnerving. 
you had to hold it with one finger through the thing and one finger underneath it, which personally I find psychotic. Well, maybe if you had even an, uh, 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 you know, a semblance of grace, it wouldn't be such a big deal for you. But uh... wow! <laughs> but this mug that I'm holding might be a little more your speed. Um, okay, so what's up with this mug? This is um, color-wise, it's a it's a bluish green. Um, it is from the store CB2. Um, I got this mug when I moved a handful of years ago and I thought I should get a new mug. I was at the store look, shopping around. I didn't buy anything because it was all felt too expensive, but there was this mug was on sale for $3.99. And so okay. I bought it. And, and it's green. It's a green mug. It's like a, it's not teal. It's like a, it's like ocean colored dark ocean. Okay. <laughs> The dark uh, aqua, like a darker aqua. Yeah, I feel like whenever I this you'll you see this, you'll be like, Matt, it's this color, you idiot. But it's not coming okay. to me right now, so we're gonna live in the mystery of what color this actually is. Okay, and the then inside it's a three is white. Fingers inside is white. Outside is dark ocean. Okay. Dark. Yeah, dark ocean. <laughs> it's got kind of a square handle. But I swear handle. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this is a mug that it's, you know, it works. It, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't evoke anything in me. And I don't use it very often. And it's one that if it disappeared off my shelf tomorrow, I. It would take me a few days to realize it. <laughs> wow. So. Damn. You really have no regard for this mug. Yeah. And it's, I, I felt it was important to bring this into the discussion because while I have many mugs that do hold a lot of value for me, <laughs> I'm not some fucking loony who, uh-huh. who just thinks all mugs are good. I see. I there are also mugs that I either have some disdain for or feel nothing towards. Okay, I see. I well, then I I think I I particularly appreciate this because um yeah, if we didn't know about the mugs you disliked, how could we believe that you are passionate about mugs? That's exactly right. Yeah. And you might also just your viewers might start to think I'm some some Looney Tune who just likes mugs <laughs> right. a lot too much. So likes mugs so much that he's taking airtime from a, on a <laughs> on a podcast to talk about them. But I I want to ground myself in reality here and speak to the viewers directly and say that I'm not so different from you. <laughs> I also have some mugs I think are good. Some mugs I think are bad, just like you, humble viewer. <laughs> well, you did say when uh, during the first episode of Matt's Mugs ever, yes, centuries ago, um, you said that mugs are your number one favorite type of dish. That's right. So I will say that 
I think that you have an above average opinion of mugs at large. And I am sort of shocked to learn that you don't have an affinity, at least a little bit of an affinity for all mugs that you have. But then again, you own this mug. I own so this you mug. do have some affinity for it. I suppose. I mean, I haven't <laughs> hurled it out my window yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you hurled a mug out of the window in the past? No. I wouldn't do that. And I mean, okay. I think that that ultimately I am a compassionate person and I, <laughs> I wouldn't behave like that, like you're suggesting. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But I guess because I, I, I guess the truth of the matter is, is that as much as I don't care about this mug, I haven't thrown it in the trash. Okay. I could do that, but I yeah. wouldn't. I, 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 I'd feel, I would feel a sense of guilt. Like I'd sort of discarded, uh, like I'd sort of left a good friend or not a good friend, but like, like I had like a, a bad friend, like a bad friend, <laughs> like a friend, like a childhood friend that you went through childhood together. So you're still friends. But other than that, yes. you have no need for them. that is exact. Yeah. What an apt description of what, how I feel towards this mug. It's sort of like, <laughs> I di- it doesn't quite have a place in my life anymore, but we do yeah. share a history together. So I I will pick up the phone when it when it dials. Um, right, <laughs> right. It, that is an interesting thing about someone who has a lot of mugs because I mugs are are similar to lighters in the sense that like you just kind of you just have a bunch of them. And you don't know where a lot of them came from. You know, you bought some. Right. Um, I mean, it's a little different because. Because a lighter know. runs out. Yes, exactly. Yes. And you're. you're you don't put lighters in the dishwasher, Dave. <laughs> right. Well, yes, they don't. They also don't hold liquid and you. Right. Don't keep them in the cabinet with other cups. There's a lot of differences between <laughs> lighters and mugs also. <laughs> <laughs> But my point is that if you are a person with mugs, you tend to have a lot of mugs and I have a lot of mugs, some of which I bought, most of which I was given. I either like did a thing where you get a free mug or someone gave me a mug and then and then sometimes it's just a mug. I don't know where it came from, but my but I think what I'm driving at is. You don't throw a mug away, you just have a cabinet filled with mugs and then there are like five greatest hits in there that you cycle through and i'm like always there are like three or four that i really enjoy yep and uh it's a real crapshoot which one i'm going to use when i have coffee in the morning and then the rest just fill the cabinet and make it hard for me to fit other stuff in there well that's where i'm at ultimately and that's where you know the problem comes around when my girlfriend and i moved in with one another we had collectively too many mugs and it was, Mm. we had some pretty serious conversations about who, which mugs we were going to keep and which we were not. We ended up keeping all of them and some of them just sit in a place in the darkness and we never touch them. (laughs) And it's the real question is are like, what do I, I mean, what is the long-term plan with those? I don't know because it's not like they are valuable. I can't sell them. No. So you could try. I could. We could do a a mug sale one day. That could be good. I mean, yeah, me posted up on uh, the corner of Los Feliz Boulevard and and I five. 
with uh, a uh-huh. table full of mugs. Honestly, you know, come to think of it, it would be a fun thing that maybe we should do one day because I think everybody has excess mugs. We could do uh, like a, a big mug off yeah. where everyone brings their excess mugs and then every mug is like you get four mugs for a dollar or something and then we donate the, all the proceeds. And then we but donate seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if we could get a lot of people on board yeah. to our mug day and we could fill a parking lot with mugs. Yeah. Everybody in Los Angeles brings their extra mugs and then we all well, but then the problem is that everyone there is just going to buy more other mugs. Yeah, so now it's, they'll have the same amount of mugs. It's going to be a weird. It, it would. <laughs> I. I'm just worried logistically about what we're talking about here, Dave. I just yeah. have a lot of concerns <laughs> about. I just want to talk through it a little more before we commit to this. We shouldn't commit. That's true. <laughs> we. It's too much. Who's going to produce? The mug off. Right. We got to. I mean, we're going to have to make a flyer. It's just. Yuck. This is just uh, getting. I'm just a little concerned. I know. And uh, man, and we're thinking about it on nap day. On Can't nap talk day. about the mug off on nap day. And that's uh, some my parents lived by. And I try to <laughs> as well. <laughs> I wonder if people will enjoy what we've just done. Do you feel. <laughs> Do you feel like people listening are like, good, I'm glad <laughs> that this ha- that this is happening and that they did yeah. this? Or or is this sort of, will this just sort of sink to the bottom of the ocean of their mind and kind of just become kind of a, you know, a corpse, a, a rotting corpse of a fish that this... Jesus Christ, you do need a nap. What the fuck? I, listen, I Will told you at the beginning... Segment shriek, sink to the bottom of the ocean of their mind. Every morning, every moment that, that we continue here, I will get, because I'm now past the point of even feeling sleepy. I'm now on the verge of getting ornery. So that's what, <laughs> oh. that's what we are wading into currently, just as a heads up. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's, things are might get testy soon, because I also oh, I had breakfast and I have not eaten lunch. So you're kind of... About you're on the precipice of a double whammy in terms of my biological needs not being met, and yes. me get becoming a cranky little baby whose neck is a, is too tired to hold its head up. Man, well, yeah, we better end because I am not emotionally prepared for anybody to be mean to me. Yeah, I think we should end, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap it up talking about this mug. I do appreciate you bringing a mug you're not the biggest fan of into the fold it does you know it helps it paints a bigger picture um and yes it makes you it makes a uh, it makes it clear that you're a man of the people i won't argue with that yeah um i i googled the phrase cb2 mug and i was able to come up with their line of mugs you said square handle color on the outside white on the inside i see this yeah. you know and another thing i'll bet you that this is a factor into why you aren't the biggest fan of this mug Yes. For me personally, it's hard for me to um, emotionally invest in a generic mug. And now, granted, uh, most mugs were printed as a part of a slew of mugs. Yes. But a mug that is just a color, it seems like the mug uh, has no personality. It just seems like it came off an assembly line. It's like a troop. 
You know what I mean? It's like a I mean, one of a million. You're 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 talking right to me, right? There's nothing <laughs> more. And may I can't remember if we've said this before. We've done four episodes, and God damn it, do I feel like I'm repeating myself already? But you're not. I there is nothing more disappointing to me. There's just that deflates my balloon quicker than opening <laughs> a cabinet in somebody's house, and all the mugs are the same, and they're Ugh. and they're from like a set. I think that if you are listening and you are one of those people, you should take a cold, hard look at yourself <laughs> because you are not living up to your full potential. I know. And if you know, look, if it's a presentation thing where it's you want people to walk into your kitchen to see um, that uh, you have a good sense of style. And so there's like a you have like glass doors on your cabinets and you want people to look in and see a uniform uh, set of mugs and everything else. I understand this, but if you need that, I think you also need another cabinet in your kitchen that is not see-through where when you open it, there is a cornucopia of mugs in there. Let me, so the personality can wash over you and you can, let, you know, you can put, get excited. Let me put it to you this way. You're going <laughs> to die someday and everyone you love will die. <laughs> And if you don't think that that is enough incentive to inject a little bit of personality into your life with yeah. some mugs that aren't all deep ocean colored CB2 mugs, then I think that you need to seek psychiatric help and you need to seek it fast. How can you call yourself someone who appreciates life when you don't have a single mug with a bird on it or I think that here's the other thing, and we should talk about this on the next Matt's mugs because we are clear we are running out of time. We're yep. as you said, you're about to become a baby. Oh yeah, um, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you also need, you know, of all your favorites, uh, you need like mugs that feel special to you that you have an emotional attachment to for numerous different reasons across numerous mugs. Everyone needs this. I think you also do need some gener generic mugs sitting in there that yes. you thought you should spend four bucks on at the end of the line in Ikea one day because everybody needs more mugs and you were just wrong about that, but you have them <laughs> now. Uh, also, something with like a dumb character on it, even if that's not one of the ones you're emotionally atta attached to, a bird, a cartoon, a little face, something like that. And then also, and I will, man, no matter how many people this alienates, I will take this to my grave. I feel this. You have to have one mug with a really, really corny, dumb saying on it that you think is awful. Like, for example, um, I uh, I have a mug that says, I don't need Google. My girlfriend knows everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and you know what? I had my eyes on a mug for a while that said coffee because every week has a Monday. <laughs> wow. <And> I, <laughs> I just <sighs> I think you need one. Yeah, I just think. Well, I suppose we've said it. <laughs> I suppose we've already said all that needs to be said today. You just need mugs with personality or what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I do agree with that. Matt, thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. I'll, uh, I'll see you in my dreams right after this. 
Wow. I hope that's true. I hope you dream about drinking coffee with me while you're sleeping. Wouldn't that be weird? Huh? Coffee in a dream? Come on. Coffee's the opposite of sleep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt, you're the best. Uh, follow him on stuff. He's at Matt Ingebretson on all the social medias. Anything else you want to uh, force people to do? Um, uh, yeah. That's our time. <laughs> <laughs> good heroin, good heroin. Matt Ingebretson, everybody. Fuck, I love that man. Fuck, I love Chris Estrada. God damn it, I love Kate Willett. Good Lord, I love Alex Price. I love myself. I'm so fucking funny, dude. I fucking rule, man. I'm so good at stand-up. You should come see me do stand-up. You know why? Because I'm fucking dope. (laughs) Uh, I'm not only modest, I hate myself. Welcome and thank you so much for listening to Good Heroin or watching Good Heroin or wherever you're watching or whatever. Um... I don't know. Truly, this has been so fun. Um, I hope you had as much of a blast as I did. I hope that you're feeling uh, the optimism I'm feeling, that even if you're not ready to go out in the world, that you're feeling uh, safety growing, um, like caution slowly subsiding, like that it actually makes sense now uh, for businesses to start opening up i don't know maybe it doesn't but it will soon (laughs) you know what i mean i don't know it's tough to know but um it feels like we're pulling out of this and i I just really hope you're feeling that and i also hope that you're like i hope that you're giving yourself credit for moving through a pandemic it's hard this has been a very hard year even if you had all the types of privilege that kept you financially safe and safe indoors, which I know not all of you had, but even if you felt safe in those ways, being inside all the time fucks with your head. It's hard. A lot of people succumbed and you know what? We all flipped out sometimes and we all succumb sometimes, you know, I had points where I was like, I'm going to fucking hang out with a friend in a park. (laughs) Like, like during times where it didn't even seem like we should do that, you know? And, um, but I feel like I really prioritized it. I worked really hard on being safe and keeping others safe. I like really did. And even if I fucked up, that was what I was trying to do. And what then the result was, yes, I snapped a time or two, uh, and fucked up, but almost completely all the way across the board, I stayed inside and I stayed safe and that's hard. That will fucking like, that'll, I don't know. I'll bet you that's what you did. And I'll bet that it fucked with your head. And now that we're pulling out of it, it can start to feel like no one gave a shit that you did that. No one is honoring all of your sacrifice because it is a sacrifice. Your own mental health, you're sacrificing your own sense of well-being for the greater good. When you quarantine so hard, you get cabin fever and you feel crazy. And so here I am applauding you. I thank you. You did a great job. We're pulling out of it. And that's nice. So be soft with yourself and, you know, continue to be safe. Um, We're not totally out of the woods, but we will be soon. And, uh, you know, continue to tell people you love them. Continue to remember that you are loved. Prioritize your mental health. 
um, you know, remember that your perspective isn't the only perspective and to listen to others. And I don't know, you know what I mean? Just like try to feel the love and spread the love. And, uh, and I will say that like, I've said stuff like this on this podcast every single episode throughout the entire pandemic. And if you had told me I was going to do that two years ago, I would have said that was corny, but I was like really in pain, stressed out, having a lot of anxiety and mental health bullshit. And I felt like a lot of you were too. And so I started doing this like motivational speech at the end of every episode. And you know what? It's taught me that that shit is good. Love is good. Telling people that love is good is good. Telling people you love them is good. It feels corny, but you know why it fucking feels corny? Because the movies we watched when we were kids said it was corny. All the people in the 90s and early 2000s who made movies were fucking bullies, dude. <laughs> they were bullies who don't care about us, and they just want us to think that like school sucks and you get punched in the face if you're in band or whatever. <laughs> It's bullshit, dude. Love is cool. Take care of yourself. This shit is hard. We're in this together. We're making it out. Good fucking work. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to Good Heroin. See you next time. Bye. Good Heroin is a member of the Starburns Audio Network and is produced by Hold the Phone Comedy. Follow at Good Heroin Show on Instagram and Twitter. Bonus episodes at patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross. Thank you so much for listening. Ding, 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 ding.